Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 21st, 2024, and this is episode 681. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This week we're going to discuss a one and two week of Pacer basketball with games against Utah, Sacramento, and Portland. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Unbeatable shout out to Snow Days. Uh, and apologies to all the parents that I had no idea how bad snow days made your life. And, uh, yeah, way to, way to take one for the team. Yeah. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John the Jaeger Mamba Colson. <laughs> What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up on Debeatables? Um, I'm going to shout out to a Western Road Swing during the coldest time of the year. I hope it's warmer out there. But I'm excited that it's almost over. Let's get home. Let's start winning some games. That's right. We are uh, uh, too many L's in the in the last column for my liking, but... We're going to talk about the heater in just a moment. Before we get into the show, we'd like to remind listeners that they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. You can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. And, gentlemen, it's uh, we had our, our we had our officially had our anniversary, and I know that uh, because, A, it's on the calendar, and, B, we got our hosting bill, so we keep the website up. So we need, uh, yeah, any any support that helps go along with that, it, it uh, is, is much appreciated. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, who's already. The man's got to buy diapers. Like, just send us some money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I tried talking him into, you know, just just ending the diaper period, but hmm. he's he's interested. But he's not going for it just yet. So you got to sweeten the deal a little bit, huh? <laughs> All right, team. We had three games this week. The first one was the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Monday, January fifteenth, in Utah, as part of this Western Road Swing, we were discussing, and Pacers got whooped. 
losing to the Jazz 132 to 105. And I think the Jazz led wire to wire, and the Pacers looked bad in basically every quarter, particularly the third when they were outscored by 12 points just in that quarter when they were already down. This was a blowout, and at this point, we're still missing Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Neesmith. All of those guys did not play in this game. We had a starting lineup of Buddy Heald, Jalen Smith, Miles Turner, Benedict Matherin, and Andrew Nemhard. But we really did got very little contributions from the bench, unfortunately. So, I don't know if it tells you anything. Our highest scorer was uh, Nemhard and Heald with 14. No, not a not a great night. Second night of a back to back on uh, on a. Hey, on a look, we played real hard against Denver. Um, we were without our best player, and uh, yeah, I mean that's a scheduled yeah. loss. Two yeah. nights in a row at altitude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against a blazing hot Utah team who's playing super well right now. So, without your all star, <laughs> so. Pacers did have a couple days off and then play in Sacramento on Thursday, January 18th. And they beat the Kings 126 to 121. Still, this game, a lot of injuries. Halliburton and Nemhard and Neesmith all out. Uh, Pascal Siakam, I think, was on the team at this point, was, you know, not, not able to get there yet. So. No showing from him just yet, but team team looks good, and, and it's a good, nice win on the road, and it really you know keeps this from from turning into something that that could be a little bit of a, a, a tailspin. But a solid games from Matherin had a, had a great game. He was a leading scorer for the team, and, and I think you know what I once we. Talk a little bit more about these games. I, I think Ma- I think Matherin's got some space in his in this um, this new lo- new look lineup that that really should be beneficial for him. I, I hope so. And last game of the week, Pacers take on the Portland Trailblazers Friday, January nineteenth, and I guess this is another. It's a back to back, and lose this one as well. 118 to 115, certainly a very tight game, uh, but uh, you know the the Blazers have not been great this year. They're 12 and 29. <laughs> Jeremy Grant, uh, we let him do whatever he wanted. We were just unable to to get some stops in you know really important times late in the game and just came up short. And I really I just hate I hate losing to the Blazers specifically. And Malcolm Brogdon, I think, had it out for us as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason, what did you see from this week uh, to, is this, as this road trip is winding down? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough week to evaluate because basically all three of those games were different teams at some level, yeah. right? I mean, the Utah game where, you know, Halliburton-less, uh, second night of back-to-back, like we mentioned, that's an L. Yeah. Um, and then that Sacramento game after the big trade, which we, you know, if you haven't heard it yet, tune into the emergency pod that we did. That had us in a roster situation where not only did we have injuries, but we also were down 
Bruce Brown and Jordan Nor Jordan Nora, who were on their way to uh, Toronto, I guess, getting their visa checked out. But uh, a, a a yeoman's effort by everyone else. It was really a, a next man up type game. Everybody, you know, stepped to the plate, did their thing, and we got a win against a really quality team in Sacramento. Uh, and then the Portland game, a totally different team. Now, first first game with Pascal Siakam, Halliburton makes his return, uh, immediately starts doing Halliburton things, dropping 17 assists in this game. Uh, Siak- Siakam, I thought, looked really good, you know, in the, the minutes that he got. He scored 21 points and um, seemed to fit very well with Turner, who wasn't affected by this at all. In fact, had a double-double, 29 and 12. We shot the ball pretty well from three-point range, actually quite well from three-point range, but had a hard time scoring at the hoop. I thought that we played not our best basketball, and I mean, we played pretty crappy for stretches in that game and still had a chance to win it at the end, you know, and I, I think that, you know, we'll get a rhythm with that starting five or whatever the starting five ends up being, um, but it was just a lot, it was, it was clunky, I thought, that game which is to be expected, I guess. Um, you, you think you might be able to get away with it against a team like Portland that's, um, you know, bottom third of the NBA, uh, but they match up very well against us for some reason. Even though they're missing a couple guys, Jeremy Grant and Malcolm Brogdon just eat our lunch. I think they've scored a, a grand total of 150 points against us in the two games, those two guys. So... No, I, I, I think you've uh, nailed it, Jason. I, I think uh, we hoped we could be clunky against them, and they just stepped up. Um, I I loved this week on some level. Um, the guys played so hard after the trade, and we beat a really good Sacramento team on the uh, you know at at their house. I was really proud of them, and then the next night. The trade happens. We get Siakam and we get Halliburton back, and you go, okay, this will all be fine. Our bench was a disaster. They mm-hmm. they, they just could not play. Yeah. They had all played forty minutes the night before, and they normally play twenty, and they were all toast. I think it was our league uh, or season worst production from the bench. It's like fourteen points or something. Like it was just awful. Um, but our starters played fantastically. Um, and um, yes, should we beat Portland? Yes. But on the other side of that, one of the best wins of the season, beating Sacramento in Sacramento with our C team. So I call it a wash. So, Joey, you were unable to join us for the emergency pod. Can we get your reactions to the the trade in general uh yeah what you go ahead what are your thoughts yeah i think it was i mean i overall i'm pretty happy with the the whole ordeal you know i think that i was excited you know when we had signed bruce brown because because he'd come from a, a just coming off a championship team and he seemed to fill the some of the holes and the deficiencies that our team had but I didn't really see, in my opinion, a lot of standout play from him. Even though I know, hmm. Jason, I think I remember a recent discussion you had brought up that 
Brown is was in probably most or all of the the best performing like three, four, and five man lineups. I wasn't blown away by him on either side of the ball. I thought he'd done okay defensively, but we were just getting run over. I know one person isn't going to make, you know, can't just change that immediately. But, um, you know, and, and Wara, we had, yeah, you know, essentially was free from when we had picked him up because of the cap space that we had had. So, you know, there wasn't much of a loss there that, you know, on, you know, the player will miss some, but he hadn't been terribly effective, particularly this season. And the draft picks are, you know, they're assets that in this case don't seem to be as valuable to actually use them because of where they were. So, you know, where they were in the draft and in the draft class, it doesn't seem to be as valuable. So, you know, spending those and in in trading guys that hadn't been uh, as effective as as we would have liked for you know a, a all NBA all All Star caliber player, you know, really does have the chance to make a big change for the for the franchise. Like as as you guys had discussed, they, I mean the, the the organization better be very confident that they can re-sign him because otherwise, we just let a lot of stuff walk out the door. Well, no, uh, but, I, I, I yes, of course, but Joe, that that very first game without a single practice with this team, yeah, he, no, I mean he I, was yeah. effective. He was yeah. I, I I can't remember what it was. Again, it was like. Eight of eleven, you know, uh, it was he was playing defense. He's just long and rangy, and just you when you see Pascal Siakam on the floor doing things, and and I, I saw Halbert trying to find space for him, and a lot of times just the way that the offense runs, like he wasn't getting touches because. You know, you move the ball around, and sometimes it didn't come to you. And we, we didn't normally run it to our power forward in our previous, you know, lineups. Right. Um, he is incredibly effective. I, I immediately saw him on the floor as a force, and mm-hmm. um, this on kid both is, ends. On both ends, this kid is legit, and this makes us better. I was so I, I we lost this game against a very inferior team, but what I learned from this Portland game is that Siakam's for real. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, and that's sort of why I think this could be a really big shift in the in the potential for the franchise is just because it's a really high quality player. He's a very high quality player. Two time all-star um he was the second best player on a championship team like he's a good player turns out they just they don't just give out those accolades it's not just like yeah it's not like you write in and you know it's just a free mailer like they they are earned awards it's wild yeah Yeah, no i thought especially on the defensive end i mean you know portland kind of got whatever they wanted as is typical against the pacers but there are a few possessions where Mm -hmm. i think we forced a 24 second violations Mm -hmm. And it was all due to Siakam just being up in people's grill and 
blowing up whatever it was they were trying to do and then yeah on the other end like you know zero practices and he was still creating plays for people he probably should have had i mean he had three assists he probably should have had six or seven and i mean things were going the wrong way for us but um yeah and and like he has the ability to create his own shot you know there was a couple times when you know the play is not going exactly as you know like we mentioned it was very clunky at times but he ends up with the ball you know late in the shot clock or whatever and it's just like all right i'm gonna do this move where i juke and step to the side and take a uh you know half step back 18 footer and just can it well that that, that was the thing that 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 uh, that really shocked me and excited me because like he did a lot of clunky stuff near the basket, which is apparently his MO, right? Like he's got footwork and like he can get these weird, he's taller than you think he is. But when he took that step back jumper, uh, at the the key and I was like, Oh, who's defending that? No, nobody. We have so much depth of young guys right now. We don't have room to bring in new young guys. We, we don't have, Room to play Shepard and Jarris Walker. Why do I want two more first-round draft picks? I don't disagree with you there. In 2026, it might be an issue, but let's just say I gave away one draft pick. That's all I'm saying. That's a That's problem for the future. Exactly. That's a problem for the future That's Pacers. That's future, you know, Pacer, and that dude sucks. <laughs> yeah. Screw that guy. He can deal with his own shit. Yeah, and uh, shout out to those rookies, by the way, Ben Shepard and Jarris Walker, who both Hell got yeah. significant minutes Hell against yeah. Sacramento and played quite well. Um, Jarris Walker, 15 points in 19 and a half minutes. Career high. Hit 3-8 from three, um, grabbed a couple boards, dished out a couple dimes. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Ben Shepard has been getting a little bit more burned lately, too, and he's he's looking more and more comfortable, yeah. I'm impressed by his ability to stay in front of a guy more than, say, Buddy Hield, who's been in the league for nine years or whatever. Right yeah. on. Well, we should mention also that the Pacers are currently playing the Phoenix Suns. It's mid-third quarter, and we're down by eight or so. But so mm. who knows what happens there. Um, super good win. That Sacramento win is a super good win because without that, we could have been staring – and 0-5 Western swing in the face, but at least we'll salvage something out of it. The Pacers come home this week uh, for a four-game homestand against some tough competition. So Tuesday, the 23rd, hosting the Denver Nuggets. Thursday, hosting the Phoenix, or sorry, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Friday, hosting the Phoenix Suns. And then Sunday hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. That game's at 3.30, so we're thinking baby races are happening at that one. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen on this four-game homestand? We're going to go sweep it? Sweep. We got that. Joey likes to sweep Harp. Or Colson, what are you feeling? I'm going one and three. I, I, I think that we don't get this thing turned around until after All-Star break. Like, we've got to integrate Siakam. I think it's going to be tough. Um, I think we go on a, a huge swing after All-Star break. But until then, I think we're going to struggle. Uh, we're going one and three. We beat Memphis. I've got to set two and two. I think we can steal a game against either Phoenix or Philly. 
We got this. We uh, got this. Colson, I know the one thing that I was surprised by, you know, uh, you know, I know we talked we talked offline. Um, I, I was pretty excited, and you seemed excited on the on the emergency pod, but the, you know, I know you know privately, you you've been asking, you know, to me if there was a way we could return to what you called the uh, Nate McBjorkren era. Mm. You've been looking for that. Yeah. No. No. I love that. Yeah. And, well, and I was looking to go forward, but you wanted to. Well, know, to, no. To so, find okay. To, well, so there are a couple that. things. I want to make two or three more trades to get shittier players, and then I would like to bring back a bad coach if I could do that. Mm. Or cool. two, if you could. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. Like no. I mean, I would say Rick Carlisle is still my head coach, but I want Bjorkren and then all his staff to be back there. Um. And then I want to trade away my good players for bad players. Is what I want to do. Hmm. Now, now, right. okay. And, and, and all jokes aside, there is still uh, trade deadline. Uh, trade deadline is still a ways out. Um, there is still a chance for uh, this Pacer team to trade one of our big men, which we have a ton of talented big men right now. Um, all of who I'm very fond of, um, Isaiah Jackson. Uh, uh, Jalen Smith um, and uh, Obi Toppin um, those guys potentially could be traded for something because we just got Pascal Siakam who's going to take probably 34 minutes a game at the four spot Um, so there's a chance for us to trade one of those guys for something in the next two weeks before the All-Star game well team uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Until then, you can hit us up on some of the social medias. Colson's still trying to figure out how to get logged into TikTok. But the rest of them, uh, we got for you. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We're on uh, Twitter at Undebeatables, TheUndebeatables.com is our website and there's a contact form there you can use that to send us a message or use email shout out at the com and at our website slash store is where you get the merch for the architect Dunley Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Six Leonard and our Hall of Fame coach Bobby Six Leonard <laughs> There was things going on in the background. There's loud noise. What's what's loud noises? Are, are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's walking around. Okay. And our Hall of Fame mascot, Bowser. <laughs> Turn off the lights. The party's over. <laughs> See Bowser. Yeah. I love when our our podcast reflects the Pacers. We're like clunky and disjointed. We're just getting guys back from injury, and they're, they're not quite. They're not quite Boomer. integrated yet. I think I think Bowser is, uh, you know, no longer we, we, with us. We killed no, we killed Bowser. We didn't do it. He was, he's definitely been, 
murdered. Something he had to be taken care of, you know. He, got to, he had to be sent to a farm yeah, upstate. Yeah, exactly, a farm upstate. Like that's not no. Look, look at the at the very worst, he was cremated and spread out on a, you know, over a nice pond, and somebody that's said some nice worst. words. Somebody okay. said some nice words, you know. Okay. I can say that we were at the Children's Museum today, and they had a pr- very cool. A statue of Boomer who was doing a one-handed handstand, like on. Oh a yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Was yeah, pretty you know what Bowser was doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tell me what he was doing. doing he was the, uh, being cremated. He's being cremated and being dropped on a field in upstate New York. Oh. Anyway. Not even in, not even in cornfields of Indiana. We had to take him up to upstate New York. Oh, poor guy. But but you know what? Uh, we hired a lady, like some sort of empath, or you know somebody who had a whole system. She did a a nice ceremony. I feel, I want to feel good about it. I want to feel like there was a lady. We didn't pay her. She was like a volunteer. You know, and she was like, you know what? Bowser meant something to somebody, so I'm going to give him the energy when I send him out on the um, shores of Pontchartrain or wherever he was. Mm. Wow, Pontchartrain. Nice. That was a good pull. Lake Champlain. Champlain perhaps. was also. An, uh, the Lakes of Champlain, also a pull. Well, I'll decide <laughs> which one was better later. When I'm editing it, cool. Sounds good. Um, the thing about uh, Champlain get... is it's also we could toast to it. Mm-hmm. The That's lakes right. of Champlain. Isn't is it your fire going out or something? 